Hi everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. I'm coming to you pretty spontaneously on an early Saturday evening. For me, that's a bit of an unusual time to record, but I have done a lot of tidying today and I'm now sitting in bed by candlelight, I'm drinking some tea and I noticed that I haven't recorded for this podcast in a little while and I also have these thoughts and feelings on my mind about you know why and how you might want to review your year so I thought why not why not sit down and record thank you so much for listening oh, so <clears throat> I'm recording this in kind of late November and for many people I think this is actually a time where things speed up a little bit we're going towards the holidays there's a lot to think about. Um, it can be a very social time. We're thinking about presents, but also wrapping up a lot of things that we don't want to carry into the holidays. And then there's also sometimes this nervousness about the new year in the Gregorian calendar and being swept up in that energy of like, oh my God, you know, new, new me, new year, new me. And what do I actually really want that to look like? And I'm really trying so hard to resist that and see this as a time of slowing down because it's really getting super dark here um, as we're getting closer to the winter solstice. Um, I'm really sensing that at the moment it's dark at about 4 p.m. in the afternoon where I live in Scotland. And um, I don't know actually when it's getting night in the morning, but it's not very early. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, so I'm really lighting candles and I need to keep warm and um, eat lots of nourishing food and it wouldn't make sense to kind of race um, alongside of all of these physical needs and things that are coming up. Let me actually have a sip of my tea. Mm. Okay, so I wanted to share some of my reviewing the year practices and offer them to you if you want them and um, the kind of visual that I like to think about is almost like putting the garden to bed you know if you're a gardener and um, it's getting colder and you, you really have to think about you know are there any plants that need to move inside is there anything that you can do to nourish the ground now before it gets really frosty um, is there maybe something you want to plant out that you're not going to see until the spring when the light really returns? So yeah, these are really beautiful guiding questions for me. And practically speaking, I think the end of November is also a really good time to think about what you want from the holidays, whether you're celebrating or not, or, you know, regardless of what kind of holiday you're celebrating, I think it is hard to escape, um, kind of the cultural stuff that that's happening around that time of the year and so yeah for me it's really important this year to think about um, my boundaries and how I'm holding space for myself in this darker time something I really enjoy um, as like a side effect of lockdown and the pandemic um, was that I really got to rethink Christmas for myself. I spent the last four Christmases by myself. The first one in 2019 because <clears throat> Brexit had just happened in the UK and my dogs, or my one dog couldn't cross the border. So I stayed home alone and then obviously the following Christmases were either locked down or still pretty 
whiskey business. Um, and um, yeah, I chose to stay here for um, the Christmas itself. But last year I, I did go home to Germany, but early in December. And I'm doing that again this year. And for me, my family has kind of normalized to really rethink Christmas and not do it the way we used to anymore. And I think that is a good thing because traveling for the actual holidays is incredibly stressful. It's very expensive. There's just so many people traveling at once and it feels incredibly overwhelming to me. I also am aware it's more risky um, just, you know, by the amount of people that you're passing um, in, in any train station or airport. So I feel really good about going for a few days in early December, seeing everyone, having like a really loving and intentional time together, but then returning back home with good time before the solstice to really kind of hunker down and um, be in my home in my own space and then see this as a quiet time and yeah, not try to not get swept away. And I'm also really noticing that this is nourishing my business too. Having done that for four years now, I can tell that I'm always taking questions with me into this time. And the answers are not kind of totally obvious. You know, I'm not like, oh, I'm going to be taking some downtime to fix the stuff or to, you know, change directions in some big way. But this dreamy downtime really is setting the tone for what's coming in spring and I, I learned to really trust that and I know it can be scary because um, oftentimes it's also a financial investment right to step a step back a little bit from sharing a lot in this time or from from having a big launch or from from being involved in a lot of different projects yeah not all of us can do that I totally recognize that um, and it can feel scary to allow yourself that spaciousness um, I definitely that that is true for me for sometimes, but I'm like I said, I'm also really noticing that when spring comes and the light returns, I'm so much more energized. I'm so much more full of ideas that are really, you know, good and that are really um, effective for what I'm trying to do with my work. And so, yeah, I'm trying to just really bear that in mind as I think about the year and I budget financially, but also schedule my time. So I, yeah, I'm extending this question to you. What do you need to replenish yourself this coming winter season? And what do you want to put in place to make sure you can give that to yourself? And is there maybe something with your clients or your students or your family that you want to renegotiate um, in a way that's kind of, you know, loving, but also very clear? Um, <clears throat> beyond working or thinking about our family, um, expectations and relationships I think it's also good to be really clear with our clients and students about what we're available for in the winter so maybe you're blocking your calendar for a certain time maybe you're changing your autoresponder to let people know that you're a little bit slower to reply um, maybe this is the time when you're reaching out to your students who usually have um, you know frequent access to you to say this is the time that you'll be away so if you haven't done any of that yet, you know, now really is the time to do that. And then the next step for me is to really gently review the year. And my, my goal personally is not necessarily in January to then go ahead and like set big intentions because I feel like that's coming with spring. But um, winter and the solstice is a time for me where I'm looking back at the year and 
just really feeling into what has worked, what hasn't, and um, what do I want to carry forward into the next chapter, basically. Um, so here is how I do that. I create a list of every project that I worked on this year. For me, that is um, about a dozen websites, about a dozen tech days. I have facilitated the livelihood community. I have run Create and Launch this year. And I'm looking at all of those things. Um, I also made my first collection of little quilts, which I sold in spring. And so I'm really looking at all these things and I'm asking myself, um, what have I given to them and in what ways have they been kind of really contributing to my bigger picture? How did I feel? Was it rewarding? Do I feel that they these things have served my communities in a meaningful way? And have they been financially sustainable for me? Or do I feel like I was uh, overstretched or challenge in some way so that's really important information for me as well and so some of those things I'm looking at are numerical I'm looking at what I've spent to run those things and what I made so I figure out um, what my net profit is and I'm also figuring out how that distributes across the different things I've been working on so there's a certain amount I've made from custom websites there's a certain amount I made from tech days some uh, money from the livelihood community, some from my programs and courses and launches and so forth. So I'm really, you know, running all those numbers um, and I'm seeing, okay, what is the percentage? But I'm also asking in terms of my own time and energy, does that match what I've given to those things? Because sometimes um, something might cost you so much more time and energy but it's you know not necessarily in proportion to what you made from it and that I think is also really good and important information mm. and then I'm also looking at the feedback that I received so that could be testimonials but also more casual stuff like people reaching out to say thank you for a podcast episode or telling me about the experience of a course or a program and I'm gathering all of that together and really yeah, evaluate kind of what has worked and what hasn't and what do I want to let go of. The next thing I'm looking at are the big decisions that I made this year. So we all make decisions whether we're doing that intentionally or consciously or not. Um, but it's really important, I think, um, once they've passed or once they've been integrated to see if they still feel right or if we want to adjust course a little bit there. So for me, the big decisions this year were as follows. <laughs> I've closed my Patreon, at least for now. Um, I did that after about five years and I did that because I felt a lot of pressure, which to be honest, I completely put on myself to deliver things that I didn't feel inspired to deliver anymore, at least not for now again. So the Patreon started out with um, monthly ritual kits where I created content that was themed and that still exists as an archive. I did that for two years and was really fun and um, creative and engaging. And then in lockdown, I offered um, creative space sessions, which were really lovely and a really great way to kind of practice together. Oh, <laughs> sorry need some more tea mm. oh, okay better 
Something is funny with my throat today. I don't know if I should be recording, but we're 12 minutes in, so I'm going to keep going. Anyway, so yeah, um, in lockdown, I offered these creative space sessions, which I really enjoyed. And um, they were sometimes monthly, sometimes weekly. Um, so they changed shape quite a bit. But I think when I last was offering them in the winter uh, last year, I felt like they were less popular and there was this time where people just kind of you know began to have a life again after lockdown and I um, noticed that it, it felt like a lot of admin work to remind people of them when they were not weekly anymore when they were weekly I felt like that was really easy to remember you know every Sunday and you can come or not but you knew they were always there and when they were monthly it felt a little bit harder to um yeah, stay on top of reminding people and um, there just was a little bit less energy to them and I just felt like they had come to an end, at least in its current form. Um, and I really might bring them back, you know, I just don't know yet and I felt like I needed a break and then um, I also really felt strongly that I wanted to take a break from the Creative Ritual podcast, so that was the other big decision I made. And I did that for about, I think, four or five months, which is a long time to pause a podcast um having said that it's been running for over seven years and I felt like it was in many ways like a really well-deserved break and I don't have any shame around that um but I also felt like well you know what am I <clears throat> offering my patrons then if I'm not offering those sessions I'm not creating new content I'm not podcasting right now and I know that many of them actually would have carried on supporting me and didn't really necessarily expect something back all the time or also maybe acknowledged that I had offered a lot in the last few years and um, just needed a pause. But I I think for me, it just felt more in integrity, in, in integrity to close it down for now. And um, yeah, just really step back from that completely. And that still feels like a good decision. I also really enjoyed the pause I've given myself from the podcast, um, at least from the other one. And I just recently started recording again and that was really joyous and it just feels you know so energized again and I was like yeah that was really right that was the right thing for me to do for a while. Another big decision I made was to close the livelihood community. It had been running for four and a half years. It started pretty small with just like a handful of people and a few pre-recorded classes and it grew so big over the years I'm really proud of what we've done together we had um monthly or twice monthly co-working sessions we had monthly group support we had themed workshops for for the majority of the time we had a session almost every week so there was a lot of like really lively engagement and being together there's also a mighty network space that we have and um yeah I can honestly say this has been one of the most joyous things I've ever done in my work and so it feels hard to justify closing it down right but I think what I found and I made that decision August 2022 so a bit over a year ago I made the decision to no longer enroll people for a whole year so in August 2022 that was the last time the community opened for enrollment for a whole year and then I really enjoyed that last year that we had together I changed the format a little bit um, but then I um, yeah I really decided to take a break and I think 
The main reason is that I want to rethink the format. I think enrolling people for a whole year makes a lot of sense to me in a lot of ways because I think building a business is not an overnight thing. And I've, something I really appreciated about this space is that we got to know each other so well over long stretches of time. And we got to witness each other's decision-making and development. And there was just a lot of support and curiosity. And I think that does take time. And it does also take commitment from people. And I know it's a big decision. You know, if you're new to someone's work, to commit to being in a group for a whole year, that is a big deal. And I think on my end, what felt tricky sometimes was that I never really had long stretches of time off. So I was always teaching or facilitating. And even um, <clears throat> when there was like a two-week stretch or something with no live sessions, I would still check into the Mighty Network space, of course, and just see if people had questions or wanted to talk about something. And um, yeah, I, I felt like that that is something I want to rethink. And I'm not totally sure what that will look like next year, but I'm excited to get back to it. And um, I know, again, that me having this downtime is a good thing and you know new ideas and formats will come and we'll definitely get back together again um but probably not for something year long I'm more curious now about something seasonal maybe three months maybe a smaller intimate more intimate group I'm not totally sure but I'm very excited and then lastly the big decision or the last big decision I made was moving my newsletter to Substack I will record a whole other episode on that, but I am also really happy with that choice because after leaving um, Instagram in 2020, I felt like I wasn't really having a space where people could talk to me directly, if that makes sense. So I do get feedback on the podcast and obviously I do teach live workshops and I um, run these free weekends sometime. And so I feel like there's conversation definitely in dialogue, but with the Substack space, you can just comment on my newsletters and that's something I really enjoy. I can also offer polls now. So people have um, requested stuff for um, for courses that I run or for the community or for the podcast or anything really. And I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, I need more tea. Wait. Oh. Um. Yeah, I love that a lot. And I also love that you can reshare someone's uh, post on Substack and it feels a little bit more social. Um, and I do have some reservations around that for sure as well. But I think for me, at least for now, the positives really kind of outweigh those downsides. And I'm recording my podcast. So at the top of the um, uh, newsletter, you can hear me read it out which I think is really sweet as well and just recognizing that people learn and engage with content in different ways and so being able to yeah offer different kinds of formats that feels really good for me mm. so yeah those were my big projects and my big decisions and my core questions with that are really was it effective for what I'm trying to do when I step back and I look at my values and what I need for my work you know have I met those things and then how much did it cost me financially energetically creatively and what did I make from that um yeah and I really allow myself time and space to think about that and also write about that 
And then I'm also looking at my launches. And with that, again, I'm bringing numbers back in. I'm looking at conversion rates and engagement at my net profit. I have a nice Excel sheet for that. And I find that so important because I really want to evaluate where my energy goes and where money is coming in. And I use that as a foundation to make decisions for the next year. And I also really stop myself from, from creating new things, which is so exciting and I so love doing that. But I stop myself from creating new things sometimes when I'm not feeling super grounded in the things that I am already offering. So for example, I feel at the moment like the tech days I've done this year were so fun and really kind of creatively fulfilling for me because I go into someone's business world and I get to offer my skills for a day. I get to set stuff up for them, tweak software, create automations, fix websites. And I can really see how that makes a difference in their business and how they run things day to day. And I feel that I haven't promoted that enough yet because, yeah, not, not everyone knows that I'm doing that. It's so enjoyable for me. And I just, wanna, I just want more people to know about that, basically. So... um. I did also consider maybe offering Voxer mentoring next year. So for people who take my classes, the um, pre-recorded ones, I wondered if I maybe want to offer Voxer support to them as they move through them as kind of like an add-on. But I don't, I'm not going to add that until I feel like I've done really what I could and what I want to do to promote the tech days. Mm. So keeping it simple and um, yeah, not overwhelming myself. And the other thing I um, decided was I, I was going to launch a program called The Well in January. And that was going to deal with um, kind of creatively replenishing ourselves, especially for people who have limited time and energy. And I was really excited about that. There were going to be two group sessions each week. And it was going to be six weeks in total. But I decided to really change that format and I took it down um, after sharing about it. And it can be awkward to make a U-turn, but I think this is really what I mean about, you know, feeling really grounded in your existing offerings before you offer something new. Because it's so easy to get too spread thin, overwhelmed, and to not quite frankly, make enough money from the things that you are already offering and also for people to feel overwhelmed or unsure about what they want to choose when they make a decision to work with you, but they are looking at the different options. And so, uh, yeah, I have another surgery coming up and I sadly don't have a date for that yet, but I might really likely have it in January or February. And in that sense, I also just noticed, you know, it's not a good time to commit to live sessions and I will instead make that a pre-recorded program which I'm also really excited about and I think if I can then spontaneously add live sessions to it great if not then I haven't overcommitted myself um so yeah that really again comes back to launches conversion rates engagement thinking about how much marketing I can realistically do because I always have to balance you know how much energy do I have for communication for spreading the word and um, building community around my work and actually being in creator mode and I think I see that a lot in my communities and people like me where we just have all these cool ideas and we want to make all this cool stuff happen but marketing kind of feel, feels icky and then we run these programs with like <clears throat> numbers or 
financial feedback that is not actually sustainable just because it feels more nourishing to be the creator than the marketer and I'm gonna record a whole episode about that and finding your own way of marketing being easier for you I think that's a really important piece there yeah so here are my decisions that I've made for next year <clears throat> I really want to explore Substack as a space more I want to write more I might send some newsletters more than once a week, uh, more than once a month even. So last four or five years, I think it's always been monthly, but I'm enjoying that space so much that I might, you know, make it every three weeks or something like that. We'll see. I'm also currently writing a new zine about needlework that I'm really excited to share. And I'm rewriting my rituals book, um, which is a slow process, but I'm very committed to it. And I think relaunching that will be really great next year. I'm also interested in teaching for organizations some more because the classes that I've been running in the last five years um, still are super fun to me and it's really fun to teach them in new spaces. So <clears throat> two weeks ago, for example, I taught a class about um, DIY content and uh, social media strategies in a totally new space and it was so cool. Yeah, totally different people, totally different questions and I'm still very much in a space where I am taking a break from teaching programs or anything more substantial kind of in my own communities that I've built around my business. But I'm really happy to go into organizations and meet new people that way and experience myself and my own work in a different way. And so that feels cool. I want to do more of that. And then I'm going to bundle my courses. So within Pinkwell Studio, I currently have six, six pre-recorded courses and I'm going to um, merge them so that they're three. Because that feels like a better number. And I think that they actually overwhelm, overlap or kind of really work together in some way. So an example is the web design adventure and creative uh, branding with Canva. Because if you want to make a website, you probably also need to look at branding. And if you're looking into branding, it's likely you're also working on your website. So I'm really packaging those things together and streamlining that a little bit more. And once I've done that, I might be adding optional mentoring to that, but I'm not totally sure about that. I think the restructuring of the courses in itself will be something that will take me a month or two. And so let's see how that feels, you know, but that's um, an exciting prospect for me. And then, of course, I want to think about a new format for my life group work, but I don't think that I will make that decision before February. That's my sense at the moment. So really giving myself some time and spaciousness and allowing myself to recover from surgery and then thinking about what is realistic and what fits well into my weeks and what do people even want from me at this point you know um i think a lot of people have loved the livelihood community but people's businesses mature and people's priorities change so i yeah i'm just excited to be in dialogue about that i want to leave you here with a few more questions to ponder and that that kind of you know things we have already talked about but let's bring them back into memory i've shared with you about setting boundaries for the holidays putting the garden to bed, asking yourself what you want and need to replenish yourself. And then we looked at the way I do my review for the year to see what has worked and what hasn't and what I want to carry forward. I talked about my decision for next year, or decisions I made. 
And I want to ask you now, like, what aspects of your work do you enjoy the most? What, like, what has felt really good this year and what do you want more of? And what do you really need from your work right now and what do you want to ha share? So what do you need to bring in financially, creatively, socially, spiritually? And what do you have to offer right now? And how do you balance those things as we go deeper into winter? Thank you so much for listening. I really enjoyed recording this. If you want to work together in some way, feel free to reach out. You can book a free feeler call. I'm currently booking for like late January and February and I would love to hear from you. Bye.